0: greetings moonlight citizens this is your man on the moon coming here with an episode of the moonlight kingdom podcast focusing on the newly released 2023 smash hit pen warner brothers movie greta Gerwig directed margot robbie starring barbie one half of the eclectic duo known as barbenheimer as we will be covering this movie as told by a man and a woman Yeah, everything from the movie's story to its characters, its themes, and, you know, the surprise villain at the end, and the surprisingly wholesome ending of yet another 10 out of 10 film. Actually, no, honestly. Personally, I'd have to say it was 9. Thinking back on it, it's a 9. My viewing may be different later on, you know, it may be different in the episode, but looking back on it, it's a 9 out of 10. Anyway, um... Yeah, scratch that. It's 10. I'm just kidding. Ten <laughs> for 10. Yeah, 10 for Ken, ladies and gentlemen. As always, ah, uh, this is Moonlight Kingdom Podcast. I'm your man on the moon. Get ready to blast off in 3, 2, 1. It
1: okay. has the world... On opposite sides. I literally watched a conservative woman say that this movie is dividing us according to sexes or something like that. Like the patriarchy hasn't been doing that for, you know, centuries. But, you know, Barbie did it. Groundbreaking.
0: Great film from Greta Gerwig. Master of movies where pretty white girls go through quarter-life crisis.
1: Okay, obviously Bobby does have its bad sides, you know, you know, the unattainable body standards, the mostly white representation for many, many years until they decided to, you know, sprinkle some diversity on that shit. But um, I think overall, despite the, you know, hiccups here and there, it's, I don't know. I'm going to explain it from my point of view. You know, Bobby has been a part of my childhood. It's a part of who I am. It's definitely, you know, contributed to who I became as a person. You know, a boss babe that can do anything and everything if she puts her mind towards it. Um. So yeah, I think that's a great message for girls out there. And I think that if they keep developing that message and those core values, They
0: could be great, amazing, iconic. Yeah. And then you get the... um, I mean, people watch this movie and they draw the correct messages from it. And there are those people who draw the wrong messages from it. But the studios look at the success of a movie like Barbie. And you just know all they're going to see is, wow... This movie about a toy made so much money. Let's make other movies about toys. Surely they'll make the same kind of money.
1: A hundred percent, but I feel like most people that watched Bobby didn't get the message. Like, even women that watched it. And I get that it was kind of, you know, it was rushed in a sense. And, you know, you really have to dig in there to find the plots, you know, along the way. But I think um, the message of, you know... Um, when girls are born, they exist in this naive, perfect world, you know, that um, emulates Barbie land, where, you know, we're puddled and we're not exposed to the dangers of the world. And then once we do grow up and we start um, creating challenges and um, all these hindrances um, in terms of our sex, where we can't do certain jobs expected to behave or express ourselves a certain way according to female, traditional female body standards and behavioural standards. Um, yeah, so I like that they, you know, to get to that whole transition from being in Barbie land and being in that, like, perfect world to going into the real world that Barbie did when she had to face the patriarchy and what it means to be a woman in this patriarchal society. Hmm.
0: Well, I will give the movie props on a lot of things, one of them being that it's not just a Barbie story. I mean, yes, she is the main character. Yes, her name is on the title, but it's not just her story. It's a Barbie and Ken story. And rather than him just... I, I do love them. And I feel like they're representing
1: me different kinds of women and different parts of women, like mothers and grandmothers and the sacrifices they made for their daughters and children alike. And, yeah, so I do appreciate that. Um, the Knuff movement is a bit annoying. But, again, the men acted like how they act with us about anime like you know like oh you watch anime you know name the number of times that naruto in the whole of the series you know they just like um they just came into a space that they're not welcomed in and i'm not saying they're not welcomed in it but they came with their toxic masculinity and just completely destroyed the message of bobby and who the actual target audience of the movie is. So um, yeah, like obviously men can learn a lot of things from watching the movie about the challenges of women, about how it's important to rather strive for individuality and developing ourselves as a person, rather than following traditional and often toxic gender identity stereotypes you know like men are strong men have to be successful men have to be unemotional so i think definitely but i don't think there should be a space for any toxic masculinity or just being on the barbie trend because you think it's popular and you want to just you know be in it
0: it's not for you at the end of the day you know oh that's one way to look at things like in uh Something I noticed with the film, I was saying, like, it's not just a Barbie story, it's just a Ken, it's a Ken story as well, because we do fo- see a lot of his character, and, like, the things that, like, are affecting him, because in that moment, in the beginning, where Barbie is, like, well, like, he's, he has to, like, spend the night, and she's, like, nah, that's not, that can't happen, like, it, it's girls' night, and the way he says every night is girls' night, because, like, you can see, like, it's kind like, he understands, but that doesn't mean it doesn't bother him, because deep down, it, like it's they circle back to it in the end, because it's supposed to be Barbie and Ken, not just Barbie or just Ken, because like, Barbie can exist on her own; she can exist without Ken, but Ken, as the way he saw it, cannot exist without Barbie. So for her, like, oh, yeah, and it like kind of represented toxic, um, you
1: know relationship dynamics and you know i always say this that white men in the world have always have always relied on the oppression of women and PLC and they've literally built this entire patriarchal empire on the backs of us um so i think that was well depicted in the movie yes Bobby had her own life she had her own space like ken the only way he could find a way to make his own space is by taking it away from Bobby. Instead of, you know, going through this journey or finding out who you are as Barbie did. And, you know, what you what you like, what are your core values and beliefs and you know, creating the space for yourself rather than just, you know, stealing it from somebody else. I think that was well depicted.
0: Yeah. Uh, though I must say Barbie land went to pot really fast. Like uh, surprisingly fast what the hell seriously like the movie i will that's the one thing where i'm like okay this is a bit of a reach like movie expects us to believe over the course of less than a day ken and a bunch of books ken armed with nothing but a bunch of books went to barbie land convinced all the other kens to take over and made all the other women subservient in less than a day armed with nothing but a bunch of books
1: um, the patriarchy at the end of the day is a long-standing system that has been oppressing people for you know centuries and you know they've worked hard at Mm. it to keep it maintained and developing so yeah i think that is a bit unrealistic like i think there would have been more of a fight
0: yeah Though it goes some way of but, uh, showing that this world, as perfect as it may seem, isn't perfect. Because any world that can be, like, totally overrun like this in less than a day, like... Nah, it... Though you can... 100%. Um, you can explain it... Yeah, there
1: was, a, like, a flaw at the beginning, you know, where Barbie was... Um, she had a perfect life, but she was still having these uh, different thoughts to her sister's, should we say. Um, So I think there is a flaw in it. And um, that's um, actually, I think, um, spoken about um, in the ending line of the movie, where she says, you know, I'm here to see my gynecologist. And most of us thought, okay, she was going in for a job interview. And those, you know, uh, like it was a shocking, uh, you know, (laughs) line. But I think it's just such a human line that, um, you know, she wasn't... Um, put into this position where she has to go to a job interview and be this boss, be, that um, could do a thousand jobs and be whoever she wanted to be, you know, she was just a girl going to a gynecologist appointment, and, you know, she wasn't under that pressure to be an inspiration for girls, as Barbie is, she was just, um, you know, a human being, learning how to be a human being, and I think that was um, the flaw in Barbie land, and that Final
0: line really speaks to towards it. Like it, I kid you now, man. It took me a second to like properly understand, cause I too was thinking, oh, okay, surely she's going in for a job or whatever. And then she goes, "I'm here to see my gynecologist," and the movie just ends as a curse was running. I'm like, wait, what the? No, oh! No, 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 I
1: like... wait. And then they like immediately just played, you know, Nicki Minaj, and I was vibing so. Mm. I don't really have much time to think about it, but like, I think it's, I think that, you know, Greta Godwig, um, she really balanced humor and seriousness in this, you know, in this movie. It was um, a serious movie that, you know, spoke about aspects of feminism and the woman experience, but um, I think it did it in a really fun and enjoyable way and a very emotional way. So yeah, it was a great ending. <laughs>
0: There was one, and you you mentioned just no. uh, having the moment and then immediately cutting to Nicki Minaj's song. That is a problem in the movie that props up at the worst time because there's this moment where um, I can't remember her name, so I'm just going to, like, ah I can't remember her name, but, like, she was the mom, the, the teenage girl's mom. She had this, like, empowering speech about how, like, you're supposed to be pretty, but not too pretty. You're supposed to be, like like skinny but not like want to be skinny and then she has a whole speech and rather than letting that speech linger for a few seconds and give people something to think about also give the characters something to think about like two seconds after she said it the other barbie goes i do remember i wrote that book and then everyone else just starts clicking it's It's like my problem with that isn't the speech it's that the speech was said because the speech was good the, the speech was said, and then it was immediately moved on to something else. Like, give it time to breathe. Like.
1: No, 100%. Um, the movie was totally rushed, and I think that's why the meaning was a bit lost. Um, You know, when it it comes to all these analyzers out there making their big, bold statements about the movie. But, um, yeah, I think it was a great movie and a great idea. But I think they tried to put too much into it all at once. And they just rushed the movie a bit. And that's where the plot and the main themes got lost. But, um, yeah, you know, all movies have their faults, their points of improvement. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Also, the the business dudes from Mattel took forever to show up. Seriously, in the time it took them to get from the, because re- in the movie it's established to get from the real world to the Barbie world, you gotta go on a boat, you gotta ride bicycle, you gotta go on like the the car, whatever. That's established. Okay, we get that. And the way the movie frames that, it takes like a day. But in the Ew. time it took. Will Ferrell and them to get there, like Ken had taken over. Bob got kicked out of a house. They rebooted all the women. The Kens had their beach off, and the whole and the patriarchy reestablished. The matriarchy reestablished itself, and then they showed up. Like that took place over the course of several days. Like it took the business dudes several days to show up, and when they did show up, Maybe they totally uh, forgot. Hotel took to you know, Get, to catch up with the times. Yeah, the
1: patriarchal issues and lack of diversity issues. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
0: Maybe who knows? Maybe, yeah, it could be. Though, um, what was this? I don't know. Under- they want to say the movie wants to have this this idea that the real world is vastly different to. Uh, barbie land and like there are many moments that show that but there are also moments where it's like oh no the world is also very similar to barbie land because barbie and ken get arrested twice and like are out the same day for no other reason than the people at the station like you know i don't know they're just in awe of barbie in her attire and everything just like wait what are you why it's just I don't get it. I
1: think it's um, it kind of like uh, did you ever play with dolls or action figures when you were younger? I think it kind of like, you know, embrace that imagination aspect. Like when you know you made a whole plot line for your dolls, and they had this like whole big storyline, but like nothing was really realistic. They, and, uh
0: they do th- they hinted that at the beginning of the film, like right after Bobby wakes up. When Helen Mirren narrates, like, like you don't ever see, no, like nobody wants to see, like Barbie walking down the stairs or going out the door. So that's why it explains why she's able to glide all the way down to the car. Because when you would play with your doll or your action figure, you really wouldn't have them walking down the stairs or anything. You would just move them from like the roof I mean, straight I to I the just bottom. Do, but that's
1: just because I'm a perfectionist,
0: you know. No, nah, you're just weird, like. No disrespect, but you're just weird. You'd have...
1: Listen, okay, I was very organized with my dolls. All the things were put away. It was neatly arranged. Um, yeah, and they were both... Both probably had OCD. The main dolls I used to... That's that's their whole character um, bio, by the way. Mm. Yeah, they probably were OCD-ridden maniacs. But yeah, I'm a bit crazy. But other than that, uh, yeah, so I think, like, it, the whole movie kind of, like, you know, embraced that whole imagination, make-believe kind of elements that was a big part of our childhood and our play. So that was kind of cool. I understand how they tried to, like, you know, incorporate that. I think it was a bit far-fetched, especially in the real world.
0: Yeah. So... There were also that thing about um, the 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 teenager wasn't the one who needed the help. It was the mom. You knew that was coming. The moment like like Bobby showed up and the teenager like shooed her away, you immediately knew like oh, it's the mom who's it's the 100%. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what... um, yeah. like someone, like one of my mother friends, took her
1: daughter to watch Bobby you know, think it's going to be about dolls and Barbie and, you know, pink and glitter, but then she realized halfway (laughs) it's about me. So I think that was a big experience for many people who did watch it. And I, you know, I say that it's not really a kids movie, Um, but, like, is Barbie really popular with the kids or, you know, the little girls of today? I don't really think so. I think they're more at bonds now you know they they don't have time for that and i think this kind of like reignited you know the torch but i think it was more aimed at you know the true lovers of barbie my generation you know millennials gen Zers, who did grow up with barbie and who you know re- would really resonate with the story so yeah so it was shocking that people bought their kids because like it was mostly like teenagers
0: and people my age at the cinema. Yeah. I agree, realistically, because when you think about it, that's that's what this movie is for. This movie is not for, like, I don't know, eight-year-old girls and stuff. Like, why would why would they watch a Barbie movie, like, eight? This movie isn't for them. If they want to watch a Barbie movie, there's plenty of those. There's plenty of, like, animated movies. Oh, that, 100%.
1: Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know, animated movies are so like a big part of my childhood. I will always say that my favorite series is Veritopia and Mamadia. Some people would disagree with me, but it was the prettiest. And you know, the wings were like, top notch. And like, I had that doll, you know, and she could change her wings and everything. Um, but yeah, so I get that there was kind of a divide in, you know, like, the age and the target market. Um, but, like, yeah. And I don't ever think it was marketed towards children. Like, do people think that, like, pink and, I don't know, like, you know, this grown-ass Barbie is, um, you know, it's I feel like it's too genderized. Like, are you supposed to leave those things behind when you grow up?
0: on the subject of uh, like the bar oh, like, I don't think so but like on the subject of those animated movies you mentioned like Fairyland I remember seeing that when I was younger it was alright
2: Fairytopia, I guess
1: the oh, name right
0: to- I haven't seen it in a while alright it was like a decade ago coming from Slack Fairytopia, whatever so as it was the uh, thing is that's the thing with these movies like the animated movies they're alright they're not they're by no means a masterpiece it's like it's, I'm like, I saw, I, yeah. First of all,
1: Fairytopia is about Alina, a wingless fairy who had to overcome this little deep that she was born with and save the whole of the fairy kingdom by herself, no wing. I mean, sure, she had a bubble, but you know, he was just there,
0: you know, for fantasy. Yeah, the little know. blue and um, pink but, head. Yeah, she's a total icon, and I will not have you surrounding her name. I remember the sequel. I prefer the sequel.
1: Okay, well, um, yeah, you know, Magic of the Rainbow was... Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really like Magic of the Rainbow. It was like a fairy school. Like, okay. Like, you know, sometimes you just need to end. And just adding little snippets to continue the story isn't going to work.
0: yeah though with um in regards to like the Barbie films it's just like it seemed like there was so with some of these it seemed like they were throwing things at the wall to see what would work because one had Barbie as a fairy another was Barbie and Mermaid another was Barbie as one but of the musketeers no
1: Barbie, Barbie can anything and everything
0: Barbie in space just,
1: she was a mermaid sure and she was a fairy she was also a superhero. She was also a pop star. You know, she was also
0: a scientist. I don't have a problem. She was also a fashion
1: designer.
0: I don't have issue with those. The one I have issue with is probably because it was the most disappointing to me. Like, the one I had issue with is, like, Barbie in space, not because of the idea. The idea is a good idea. The problem I have it's with that...
1: Barbie in space. It's Barbie the Starlight Adventure number one get the name right if you the going that movie and you know what I kind of liked it it was very futuristic and very different to what Bobby usually is and the pink was amazing it was really giving
0: well I was saying the one that it bothered me because the premise actually seems pretty good like Almost not like a Barbie movie. Just... Because the premise for... Okay,
1: fine. Maybe I spoke too soon.
0: Like, I'm trying to say this, is that it it seemed like an interesting premise because it wasn't your typical Barbie story because, you know, like, it's... Like, the way I saw it, it was like, oh, okay, like, Barbie is out on this, like, grand adventure in space. She's like out of the uh-huh. picture and it's up to this other group of characters to come to the rescue and I'm like okay you can actually do something with this story a barbie story that's not 100% focused on barbie and sees someone else like as the main character there's something like here
1: 100%, 100%, 100%.
0: yeah you know like um you about Bobby movie they did
1: center around some kind of love interest, you know, there was a little romance on the side. But I think they really evolved away from that like, uh, with like three Musketeers, with Solar's Adventure with um uh, um superhero Bobby. Um so I love that they, you know, they committed to you know the real reason Bobby was created and that was to move away from, you know, the little baby Boys that um, reaffirmed traditional gender roles in girls. you know, like the baby, the kitchenette, those kinds of things. And yeah, you know, they really like, you know, stuck to like, you know, the true, the true purpose of Bobby and that was inspiring young women to reach for the stars and they can be whatever they want to be away from this patriarchal bubble that they've grown up in. You know, they... Yes, it's amazing to fall in love and to experience those things and you can experience those things one day. But, you know, that's not all of it. You know, you can just go out there and be what you want to be and achieve everything your little heart desired.
0: Yeah. It's definitely that the idea that, you know, Barbie can be anything leans into that message of, like, women as a whole can be anything but there's just like the problem like the it, like the teenage girl points out like the issue with that like oh yeah you know like you try to present this image like the teenage girl can be anything what you're really saying is the the, the girl can be anything as long as you know like she's looks like you that's you know that's the oh, main 100%, um, as i said before that the world
1: Big issues with lack of diversity in Barbie and the dolls and the, you know, like you know the whole playsets, those kinds of things. Um, But um, you know, um, I think they did a pause on that, and I think they could, you know, develop a bit more. You know, create more diversity, create more you know, opportunities for women and that kind of thing. But, like, I think that they're at a good, steady pace. Like, the other day I saw a fat Barbie and a Barbie in the wheelchair. And I even saw a buff Barbie. So, look at that.
0: Barbie in a wheelchair. Bold choice.
1: Yes. Okay. Barbie should include disability representation, okay? Because there are women out there that are born with disabilities or happen to be disabled in life. And they too are incredible women who are capable of many things. They're mothers, they're workers, they're responsible members of our society that help us run. And yeah, they should definitely be represented. Including black women and Muslim women and all the women that make up our world.
0: There's, you mentioned uh, like representation for everybody. What are your thoughts on Midge?
1: <laughs> on Midge?
0: Yes, pregnant Barbie. Just <laughs>
1: um, I think it was a bit controversial when it first came out because um, you know, what are you teaching little girls that they okay, should be, you know, uh, getting pregnant and making that their goal in life? So I think that yeah. Okay, and like the playhouse and things were things that were, you know, centered around a baby and taking care of a baby. I think that um, pregnancy is a very real experience that women around the world experience. And I feel like they could have added to her character, make her a pregnant doctor, make her a pregnant lawyer, because there are many women out there that are pregnant, that are still holding down the fort with their jobs, with their homes, their... Superwoman, and yes, um, that as well is an unfair standard to expect pregnant women to fulfill all these roles, um, and then, you know, praise them for that sacrifice. It should not be that much of a sacrifice, and you know, the constitution can really, you know, do some work with, you know, that. But um, yeah. So I think that it can be controversial, but I think that is in. Im- Important to like to represent natural processes that women go through, like menstruation, like pregnancy. It doesn't have to be really sexualized or you know, like really explicit. But I think that is important for young women to be educated on those things and understand the options in life.
0: Oh. Exactly, I mean, but that's the i the thing is the one of the pitfalls of this film, like when it it has the Midge character, but she's just a living reference more than anything. it gives her nothing to do. She's literally just there for the audience to be like, Oh hey, there's the discontinued uh, barbie a character development for that with um the queer
1: Ken you know one ear Ken, which was a popular queer signal, you know, back in the day when people wanted to avoid getting arrested. You know, cold. they used to, like, arrest and do unseatful things to gay people back in the day. But anyway, um, yeah, I think there could have been a bit more character development for that, but I understand that they were trying to fit a whole lot. You know, like a, like a whole world, a whole universe into one what, how long was it? Like an hour and something movie so you know i think they tried their best they could have done a bit better but overall they did a good job and yes we would have seen we would have liked to see it a bit more development for those characters um like i love that they really spent their time with alan a bit more than some of the other characters yeah no he was a cool guy i love him and what he represents so yeah it's unfortunate
0: In regards to Alan, I just like wondered something like, okay, there's a plethora of Barbies, each with their own Ken. So, and Alan is Ken's friend. So, my question is this if, like, wouldn't there, since there's a bunch of Ken's, shouldn't there also be a bunch of Alan's? Shouldn't each Ken have their own Alan? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Like, I I thought, like, this was a plot hole way. or something, but in okay, actuality, there's an explanation for it. If you'd hold the fuck up, movies. there's an explanation there's like for why... Groups. He's a background
1: character. He yeah. lives outside those two groups. Um, but he really shows, you know, compassion towards everybody. You know, he... He understands what women go through and I think he represents that, that um, there are men in this world that understand the challenges that women go through. They see that and they try to help us as much as they can. But um, there's too few of them to actually fight against this patriarchy. And um, yeah, I think Alan also, you know, represents what men could be. You know, a lot of men grow up into this world and they like, they look at toxic masculinity and like toxic patriarchals you know, standards that men have. They're like, okay, I don't really fit into that. But, you know, I'm not gay. I'm not um, attracted to other men or, you know, I'm not into that other category. I'm so, you know, attracted to women. So, you know, like, what am I? You know, where do I fit in? And, you know, yeah, they... And the whole point is they don't fit in anywhere. Nobody fits in. We're all just individuals. And that's what he represents, you know, what men could be. And that's not... This robot that the patriarchy, you know, intends to make this um, emotionless, you know, success driven person who doesn't really, you know, care about things like family and, you know, those kinds of things that are rather woman centered, you know, he can be an individual.
0: Personally, what I was talking about was that there seems to be only one Allen amongst the sea of cans. That's right. There's only one
1: Allen. And that's how we have to see it, just like there's one letter, just like there's one can out there. Okay, there's many cans, but they're all individuals, and they need to strive to become individuals by going out there, finding out what they want in life, what are their core values, what makes them tick to become great individuals who are confident and secure in themselves. And that's the message that Alan gives out, that men could be this.
0: As I was saying, there is only one Alan, and there's an explanation for that. I pointed out, like, there's a bunch of Ken's, surely there should be a bunch of Alan's and there's a reason why there's only one Alan. They even say in the movie, like, so it's not a mistake that there's only one Alan. It, it Michael Sarah's character explains that the like in sync is a bunch of Alans. like they're all Alans. Like he's like, yes, even that one, which meant that at one point each Ken must have had his own Alan, but at either unanimously or as time went on, they all decided to up and leave Barbie land and they just went out living in the real world so like and Michael Sarahs, Allen is just the one Allen left
1: true true
0: yeah but like I
1: understand why they left too like you know who wants to be there with Hmm. all the cans
0: yeah not a whole lot going on for Alan in that world. Yeah, I Alan mean, you know, just like, um, you know, the Kens are all insecure and they don't have, you know,
1: individuality and personality and, like, you know, Alans are just there with their flamboyant sounds, like, energy just doesn't match.
0: Not a fan of, like, I loved that beach off at the end where all the Kens were, like, seemingly, like, battle singing against each other. And then it just converged. They all ended up converging into one song where they, instead of singing against each other, they're now singing with each other. And by the end of it, I'm like, wait a minute. The whole plan was to get them to fight. I'm like, I think the plan is backfiring because they're not fighting now. Now they're just working against each other. The opposite of what was trying to be achieved is happening here. But in reality, it didn't matter because the plan was never to have the Kens. Destroy each other. The plan was just keep them busy while we get back into power and everything. So like that worked, but yeah, they kind of they
1: kind of dumb. I don't know. They kind of let their egos blind them, you
0: know. Yeah, but I'm just like when like Ken was playing that Nickelback song, and Barbie stood up to like go see what Simulu Ken was doing and then all the other Barbies stood up to go see what the other Kens were doing I'm, I'm just thinking like surely one of them is going to be like hey wait a minute what's going on here like why are they all but like not a single one of them thought anything was wrong everybody was just like oh okay like, it wasn't until Ken pointed it out when they were all sitting in their that Mojo Dojo Casa Houses that like something is up here
1: amazing name by the way <laughs> uh,
0: whoever thought that up you know they had read you that's what I'm gonna say you translate that you're just really saying like if you say welcome to my mojo dojo casa house you're just saying welcome to my mojo house 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 just just saying <sighs> Whatever. I'm just. I laughed in the the third act when Ken and Barb when Ken thought that he and Barbie were having a like a secret conversation on the second floor, and he totally forgot that the houses don't have walls. Everyone in the street saw everything. Oh, I that scene,
1: You know, I really hate, <laughs> hate that scene. What? But not because of that. It's because like okay. Ken went into the real world, he saw the patriarchy, he was like, I'm going to bring this to Barbie world, right? And as I said before, he basically tried to make a space for himself and the other Ken's by taking it away from the Barbies instead of going out there and, you know, finding yourself. Um... And he did this with no remorse for Bobby and what she would go through because, you know, he didn't really care. Women were just there to serve him and the other cans. And at the end of all of that, when they had that conversation, Bobby was still expected to, you know, be his support system, you know, be his emotional support, encourage him through that, you know, to find who, uh, who he was, to go out there and find some individuality. And that's, you know, it's very really telling. About how you know how things happen in the real world, like you know, men put us through so much pain. They take away our rights, they abuse us, and we still here, expected to provide them, and you know, comfort the blow. I, you know, comforts, comfort them, and you know, like take, you know, soften the blow about what they're actually doing, for, doing to us. Sorry. So
0: it's, like, very telling. I like that little snippet they put there. The way I see it is, dude, like, you mentioned dude did all this because he doesn't care how it affect Barbie. Quite the contrary. The way I viewed it, he did it because he did care. He knew exactly what this would do to Barbie, and that's why he did it. Because, bottom line, he was mad at her. Because he lays it all out, like... You know, like, he basically lays it out like there is no Ken without Barbie. He wanted, I mean, Barbie, no, he wanted I mean, Barbie. He wanted Ken and Barbie, and Barbie was just... like It doesn't show any love. His
1: intentions were not overshadowed by love or care for Barbie. It was toxic. It was... He put everything that he was into her. And because she didn't, you know, reciprocate that, he was like, F you. I'm going to take over your world. I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't about... He really didn't care about her. It was more of like a false love. It was more to do with him than
0: her. I disagree. It was a lot to do with her. He did this because... Okay, what did she do? If you she and me aren't going to be a thing, then I'm going to carve out a space for just me. And if... Like that, me carving out a space for just me and others like me, has to do with stomping out your space. Then so be it. You know, like he, that moment the at see, the that a moment once, once she comes back Barbie and sees Land that Barbieland is different, Listen
1: to me. he's like, Listen
0: to me. I'm. I have I a point I'm here. I do have a point, point here. Okay, that you're not gonna okay, hear. <laughs> you keep cutting me so off. Jesus. There's a moment oh, when Barbie and them shows up, and he goes through his whole thing, and like he's done with all that, and he's like, "It's there's." It calls back to the moment where she says it's girls' night, and he says to himself, "It's always girls' night," and he in that in after showing up says it's guys' night. It's always guys' night. That little callback was basically him throwing back what she said. He took what she said and she he threw it back in her face. It's like. He didn't say it, but he wanted her to know, like, oh, now you know how I feel. Like, he wanted her to want know him. how he felt. And he was not oppressed in Barbie
1: now. He could go out there, he could carve a space for himself. But he chose not to. He chose to put all his self-worth and who he was as a person in Bobby and what he was doing with her life and how she perceived him. That was his little issues. Okay, no one told him to do that. She was out there, she was living her life. She did have a relationship with Ken, but it wasn't the main focus. And he had freedom to do that, but, um, yeah. It just shows, like, um, how men react to women in their lives, you know, going out there and making something for themselves that doesn't really include them. That's, like, a, such a male reaction. It didn't
0: have anything to do with love. It's just he's, he, he doesn't happen to be the center of the world. Like how she is to him. Quite. Uh, again, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. This isn't just a man thing. People react like that in general when they okay, discover it that. Is a people thing, 100%. When they discover that uh, in the relationship they're the one who cares most and it seems like the other person could care less it's going to change them your love would become spite at healthy, that point though. it's like okay like let's look at you and me we are both friends right
1: but we have our own lives we don't have no expectations of each other you message me i message you sometimes and he's like I don't know. He's like always oh, messaging her, and she's like, I'm gonna message you when I have time and when I don't, you know, like have this life badgering down on me. And he's just, you know, there. And it is a sad thing. I'm not saying that I don't have any empathy for him, it is a suckish thing to put who you are. You know, and what you think about yourself into another person and everything, you know, that they do, that they say, and what they think of you is how you see yourself. That's a horrible thing. It's a toxic thing. But at the end of the day, who do you have to blame? Yourself. Because you did that to yourself. You put all your hopes and dreams and identity into another person.
0: Well, yeah it could be read that way but I mean, I, the man I that because actually that's a big um thing that a lot of women go through. you know like um
1: women are expected to be housewives to be these nurturing people to basically you know serve those around them to create you know a little family unit and serve them and it is hard when You know, you as a woman put a lot of time and effort into your children and your husband and they are out there, you know, going out there, creating their careers, building their careers, building who they are as a person. And, you know, that whole thing about the working husband, the, you know, the housewife and, you know, she's upset that, you know, he's not spending time with her. It's a suckish thing. But again, that is because of patriarchy created that dynamic between women in the bar- in Barbie land there was no system that oppressed Kens or told you that you can just be this. they had the freedom to do whatever they wanted to do.
0: He explains at the end or if it's not him then it is explained at the end that it's that's the sole purpose for which he was made. Barbie was made. Like, Barbie's purpose in this film is to be Barbie, and being with Ken is a distant second. Whereas with Ken, his main purpose is to be with Barbie. Being Ken is a distant second. It's the other way around with him. That's why he I takes mean, it so hard. It's like the dolls, when he creates the dolls, they created Ken as
1: a kind of a sort of companion to Barbie. But um, he did start out that way, but as, you know, the company progressed, he did become more of an individual person, you know, with a personality and, you know, hobbies and those kinds of things, as we see in the movies. So I guess you can see it like that. He was created for that purpose, but like, you know, he could have done his own thing.
0: He did do his own thing. I'm starting to think we watched two different movies here. Just He did his own thing by um, taking
1: away another person's thing. That's the difference.
0: Yeah. And I... that
1: is synonymous with like the real world. Men always do that. Women. As I've said that men Are in the position that they are in today because they stepped on the backs of women to get there. Women were. Don't you know I'm always
0: right? Yeah, well, we're not in a relationship or anything, so no. It
1: Doesn't matter my Actually, relationship
0: dynamics with the people around me. I am always right. Plato, so it very learn much that. does. You see, there are there was something that was like there are several moments where a dude would a dude could be right and still find himself saying I'm sorry or admitting that yeah you know what you were right all along just for the sake of avoiding an argument that's what commonly happens in some relationships like dudes will apologize and agree and do whatever just to avoid an argument two people who aren't in a relationship yeah, will not because do that because women
1: are good at conflict resolution they want to talk things out they want to you know discuss things
0: not and always just avoid like that you know they don't want to get into
1: it They don't want to discuss things, move past things, understand things, put a better of the relationship. Because, I don't know, maybe they just don't really care about you as a person.
0: Not entirely. Some men lie and try to avoid conflict as much as possible as a way to spare someone's feelings. Because when somebody's wrong, Uh like totally wrong in something they say or an opinion they have, you don't want to have a drag-out argument, especially if you're in a relationship with that person, because they'll remember that. You'll pay for that, yeah, even if you're right. No, like, like, arguments happen in relationships, but they do not have to be toxic.
1: They can be positive. And I just feel like men truly avoid conflict situations, like, around them. Like, in terms of, like, talking about your feelings and how the situation is making you feel and like what's the best solution because I don't know why they do this, but generally the people many in my life do that. Uh. Uh, but women will, like, they talk about it. You know, they're like, okay, this is the situation, this is how I feel about it and this is how your actions are making me feel. And men are just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll try to change.
0: You ever had an argument with someone where it didn't matter that you were right?
1: I mean, 100% it does not matter. Sometimes I'm... I sometimes concede in an argument and I disagree that to disagree. Um, Sometimes for the greater good, but I feel like men do that. Like, they don't put any effort into it. Like, from the beginning. Like, obviously, if you're in a you know like you are you're in a drawn out argument with somebody and like you know it's like getting tiresome and you know you're not gonna come to an agreement somebody has to step up and that's usually me but I just feel like men on the whole do not put any kind of time or effort into that
0: we do we're just smart enough to realize like hey man this is not a hill worth dying on just they are Big battles that, don't get me wrong, there are totally arguments that men will gladly, like, this is absolutely my hill to die on. This is definitely something I'm willing to argue for. But then there are things that women be willing to go the distance on that a dude is like, this is not worth going more than two rounds on. Just
1: maybe it's something that's important to her and he just doesn't see it as important when it comes to her. Also doing it all the time. Women always, you know, put people uh, feelings, comfort, those kinds of things, literally all the time without an argument because they never oppose it. They just put their thoughts first. And yeah, so I think yes, you know, sometimes it is that you know you just concede you're like yeah okay you're right but um, yeah sometimes men do that and as you said they see it as a hill that they won't die on because they don't see it as an important aspect of the relationship or something that is important when it comes to her
0: yeah some arguments are just not worth having let me just say that much you're not going to risk your relationship over something like you know something seemingly meaningless in that moment like i can't really think of any because i just yeah i can't think of any examples because i tend to avoid them so much it's like you know what this isn't worth like this i'm not gonna risk my relationship over this thing so i'm just gonna say you know what you're right this is my fault whatever let's move on
1: I never say you're right like me and my mother argue for example and she said something kind of like mean right I just say you know like I love you too much to be talking about this right now and like I feel like we should you know take some time and then talk about it a bit calmly you know later on yeah. for a bit of our relationship
0: absolutely
1: And then the men do it. They just like they seem so disinterested. Like they're just conceding for the sake of conceding because they don't really wanna put the effort in. You know, it's too much.
0: No, I think it's mostly some people just be worn down, man. Like like um, the thing like how you ever seen a Rocky movie? Yes,
1: I watched them before.
0: Okay, in Rocky 4, Rocky doesn't win because he's a better boxer than Ivan Drago. He most of his fights he wins because he outlasts his opponent and his opponents punch themselves out. Dude goes like eleven rounds getting hammered, and by the twelfth round his opponent is spent and now Rocky can mount a comeback. In this scenario, the men be Drago and the women be Rocky. Like like Rocky can hang in there for eleven rounds, taking absolute punishment, and then by the twelfth round, dude yeah, be Francis like, he calls "Fuck it."
1: it. Hmm. Any. <laughs> I think it's
0: like the movie kind of tries to paint Ken as the bad guy, but then it's revealed that once he found out what a patriarchy actually was and how little it had to do with horses and whatnot, he, had, he actually didn't enjoy this. He wasn't enjoying what he was doing. It just was something he was doing out of spite. He was mad at Barbie and he took that anger out on everybody else.
1: I mean, very man of him. Um, but like, yeah, 100%. Uh, you know I watched this uh, video the other day, and you know who Sneeko is? Oh. Okay, you don't know him, Sneeko. He's basically uh, a diluted version of Andrew Tate. He says horrible things about women and queer people and that, okay?
0: Sounds like regular and Andrew Tate, but okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and basically, these young boys came up to him. They also picture, and right afterwards, they were like, oh, what are yeah.
0: Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. Friend. It was hilarious. Oh, damn.
1: And then he reminded me of Ken, right? Because I feel like I don't, you know, like... Men grow up in this world. They brought into this world. They, they don't really like understand the patriarchy and what it does to women and that they are benefiting from it. They don't understand the struggles of women and that just speaks to, you know, Ken and you know, like what happened. He had a very uh, you know, like warped thinking of the patriarchy, you know, like about forces and stuff like that. He literally didn't have like, you know, like a solid sense of it but he still wanted to, you know, enact it. And it's this video of Sneeko and being his children, basically, just reminded me of how Ken perceived the patriarchy and approached it of Barbie World. Like, it was very immature. It was very, um,
0: you know, diluted. From Ken's perspective as a character, when he arrived in Barbie World, like, where he was, like, mentally, he was just accompanying Barbie. And the first time he was allowed a chance to do something by himself and go out and, you know, he encounters a world where it inevitably, where it seems like, hey, men have all the power here. Men can do whatever they want. This is a great world. That's how it seems. He doesn't fully grasp what it really is until he tries to enact it. And he even admits, like, like I said earlier, he admits that, you know, once he found out what patriarchy really was, he wanted nothing to do with it. But, like, you know, this isn't full-on patriarchy. This is Ken's take on patriarchy. Like, what he... He basically cribbed what he liked about it and he distanced himself from what he didn't. Because the women... Yes, the women were serving the man and they weren't in Supreme Court anymore. They weren't running things. But, largely, they weren't being oppressed to such a degree that they would be in the real world. They were being yes, oppressed. They didn't
1: have a semblance of who they were anymore. Yeah, they didn't So have... I would call that, uh, you know, a bit, you No, know, severe. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But, like, I get you. He, as you said, you know, he took the aspects of patriarchy that he liked and resonated with. Um, but, like, as I'm saying... You know the real world and what men do to women. You know what the patriarchy does to women is not related in Babylon, that makes you know the a big difference about it. You know, like um, men the, men are not actively oppressed in Bobby Land. They rather don't have any you know point or put. They have a very, okay, they're putting everything they are into Barbies and how they, how they, you know, match with Bobby's. So, I get that. Yes, that is toxic. That is horrible. It's a horrible situation for, for you to put everything that you are into another person. But again, they do not have that system that is oppressing them and that's telling them that they can't be this, that they can't, you know, create a space for themselves. which women actively have to face every single day you know um we weren't allowed to work we were the only space reserved for us was you know in the home and again it wasn't even for us it was how we could serve others in this place so um yeah i don't think you know it's the same and a lot of people are painting it as the same as a kind of reverse sexism but it really isn't and what Ken brought to Barbie Land was way severe than what Barbies were doing to Ken's at the beginning. You get me?
0: The film in Barbie, like Barbie Land, was essentially a what if reality of our world. It's like, what if the world ran on a matriarchy instead of a patriarchy? What would it look like? And the reason Ken well, was able to take over so easily. Is because he basically what essentially ken did was go to a group of men who had been living under a matriarchy all their lives and basically saying hey there is another way to live Like you take people who've been living one way and showing them another way to live that seemingly from that pers- the way you pitch it to them makes them like better than the way they are he's basically saying your life is good but it can be better you can be more There can be so much more you can do. Like You can be great. There's all this stuff. You just have to live in this way that's different from the way you were living before.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, that message that you're saying is a great message, that there is another way to love, that you can be so much more than what you are now. But that doesn't mean that you have to accomplish that by taking power away from another person. You Know and that's what Ken basically did to the Bobbies. He took away who they were. You know, they were basically brainwashed robots that literally just served the kids. You know, like they didn't know what they were doing, they probably didn't know what they were talking about. And you know, when that whole speech happened, you know, when she, you know the mother was like, you know, giving her little similar speech, she was like, you know, waking them up to who they were. But you know, um, so. Yeah, it's, I just feel like it's not the same severity.
0: Yeah. The...
1: But like, honestly, like, a trope I hate that I see a lot of, um, is reverse sexism, but like women are just doing the same things to men. And I find that just completely unrealistic and just, you know, like, far-fetched. Because, like, I remember, like, in college we did The Power. Remember that book? Yep. Yeah, it was basically about how women got um, you know, electric powers and then they were using it to control men. And I just feel that women would never do that if they happened to be in a position of power. And there's many instances that I've seen this. Like, for example, recently I read about a rape case where a boy, a young boy, I think he was about two- Empathetic would show more love and grace towards other human beings because women for well, centuries have been giving up who they are. They you know the they're very fiber of their being for the people around them, in, for love, you know, for their children, for, the, for their husbands, with ambitions to see, to ensure those ambitions happen. So I think that it would be a very different world, and I think that trope, like I really do. And I feel like people were trying to bring that hope into Barbie and they were like, yeah, you see what's, uh, what Barbie Land is doing to men and what position they bring men in. And I just think it's unfair to say that because, uh, yeah, we know what men have actually done to women. And Barbie Land is a uh, far cry from that.
0: In regards to the film's ending, that... Everybody essentially gets a, a happy ending. It's not the stereotypical happy ending of Barbie ends up with Ken and, you know, they live happily ever after whatever. It's a ending of they each Amazing. get their own ending separate from each other. Like, Ken is shown, like, dude, you can be just Ken. You don't have to be Ken and Barbie. It You are enough as you are. And Barbie gets to go out and live in the real world do her own thing as soon by the ending with the oh uh here to see my gynecologist or whatever that is an ending that's good but not before seeing this montage of all the little girls who played with barbies and all the like as they grow up and become women it's not just little girls but it's like teenagers and grown women and it's it's a rather beautiful scene that the movie. It was
1: an amazing scene. Yeah. I love that they added it in because you know, you know, it really shows you like you know how women are in the different stages of their life, and it really makes you think about the women in your life, like you know your mothers and your grandmothers and what they had to go through in life. You know, like as a woman, you know, I, it made me aware that yes, I've been through these struggles in life. I was. To leave, you know, this perfect childhood, this naive childhood, and go into this real world. I'm facing so many challenges. But yes, my mother also had to do that. My granny also had to do that. And they definitely, you know, faced worse challenges than me and were hindered by these challenges so that I could have better opportunities than them. It was a really heartwarming to and I love that they ended it with that. You know, before the gynecology curveball. <laughs>
0: Also, John Cena plays a mermaid in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that. Just
1: I love this, actually, and I love that his big one getting into our request. Yeah. They, they really went all out for him. They were like, We're we gonna get you. We're gonna get you the stuff.
0: Certainly. John
1: Cena, we're gonna we're gonna make you look we're gonna be the best looking mermaid out there.
0: Absolutely.
1: He really got
0: the good stuff. A part of me did want to see, like, hey... Which is... It's weird, because, like, we see him in the beginning, in the Everything is Perfect scene in Barbie Land, but, like, we don't see him in the Ken world. Like, a part of me was wondering, like, what would he be up to? What would Merman John Cena be up to in this, like, Ken world? Because he seemed pretty cool with everything as it was. So, like... I don't. I get that we see... We do get, like, the one guy who isn't cool with this new reality in Alan. But it would have been interesting to have this moment of, like, it's not just one dude. It's not just this, like, token good guy. There are other men in here who aren't happy with the way things have changed. And to have, like, John Cena's Merman be that guy, you know, it would have been interesting. But I I guess
1: that would have been a good opportunity, um, seeing as he is a bit different from the other cans. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, this movie does have its faults. What can I say?
0: The cast, there's cast members from Sex Education in this show. Um, Otis's friend and his boyfriend from that show, they're in here. Uh, I don't know if, uh, whatever, they're in here too. He was, like, Otis's friend was the black guy with blonde hair and the goatee. It was so weird singing with a goatee, though. I must say, like, huh. Okay, moving on.
1: It was a really good cast though. They really, like, included as many people as they could. Um, I love that they had different women of all different sizes and all different ethnicities. So that was great because, again, they're promoting the message that Bobby can be any woman out there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the cosplays I like tell when, and like, you know, Michael Sarah, John Cena, all of them, even Dua Lipa, I love that.
0: Though, of all things, that of all the choices that they could have made, I'm like, of all the people they could have had do the song, they went with Nicki Minaj. I'm not criticizing it, I'm just saying, hmm, She's that's an, an, an interesting OG. choice.
1: Bobby Gaw, let me tell you this, Okay. They could have never made a better choice than that. Nicki Minaj. Like, okay, I get I Spice, like they wanted to add maybe a new fresh voice into it, you know, because it's like a new Barbie movie. But the fact that they put Nicki Minaj, you know, they they gave her the song was like amazing. It was iconic.
0: I would have gone with (laughs) Billie Eilish, but hey, that's just me.
1: Oh well, Billy Eilish was in it, but like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the music in Bobby was iconic. Obviously, they had the the OG Bobby anthem, and then they had um Billy Eilish's song. I forgot what it was called.
0: Yeah, it plays what like at, it at the, the end. For? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but, like, it pays off.
1: And I think that's a great message, you know, what was I meant for? It's a lot of, um, it's a question that a lot of girls contemplate in their lives, you know? They're like, okay, I'm born into this world where I'm expected to fall in this traditional female role where I'm serving men, and and I basically live for the benefit of men. So what am I meant for, you know? Am I ever going to get a chance to go out there and live my own life and... To find out who I am and who I want to be. So it's a great
0: song. Though I am dismayed, we didn't get the like the closest thing we got to the the Amavargal song was a sample at the end, at the literal end credits. There was this little sample. There was a warped sample of that oh, song. That's like,
1: no, the original group that sang that song. I, mean, I had like issues with Metal back in the day. Mm.
0: Still though, man, the song, like, you is, the know song I think
1: is Icon. that They still put it in there. They were like, you know, we can't make a Barbie movie without the Barbie anthem. Yeah. Like literally, most of us, you know, when I was younger, when I was like a little girl, I used to sing that song. It was iconic, and it still is iconic, and it deserved to be in this movie. So I'm happy that they tried to, like, cut corners and, you know, do a few swerves to get in the movie, even though it wasn't, like, the OG song. But, like, I think that, you know, Nicki Minaj and I Spice, you know, they add a little modern twist into it, you know? So that was cool.
0: And uh, I, speaking of that song, like, I laughed when they referenced it in The Flash, like, right before like the older Barry and young Barry are about to like go into battle against like Zod and his crew. Like, older Barry's like, come on Barbie. And then younger Barry's like, let's go party. And they both zoom off. I thought that was pretty, that was pretty funny, but I was kind of, there was that moment in the Barbie movie where the, the one, the Barbie who could write was like, it was like, I woke from a dream where I was really invested in the Snyder cut. <laughs> I'm like, that was cause of much consternation online. Line Like people were mad for some reason. (laughs) Uh.
1: To each their own, I guess.
0: But yeah. Anyway, to wrap it all up, wrapping it everything up, how would you rate this movie? Because I give it a 10 out of 10. It is the second 10 out of 10 movie I've seen this year. What would you say?
1: hundred percent, it was a ten out of ten. Of course, they did have their own faults. I think that they could have, you know, done a few uh, things better, like some character development for some of the characters. You know, it was just more like they appeared in the movie just for appearances' sake. It's not actually playing a role in it. And of course, we are Barbie. We all had a we are Barbie growing up. I did horrendous things to mine. She's traumatized. She's literally walking in Barbie lab with another head from something. I forgot what it was.
0: But anyway. There was, this um, joke. Yeah, it's a... there was this joke I saw online that that Barbie, that the reason that Barbie looks that way is because she's basically Cynthia from the Rugrats. Uh, it makes sense. Think about it. Think about it. Like, why is she so weird? Why is she always like got this messed up hair and everything, and I'm like, it would make sense that the girl playing with her would basically be Angelica. Like, it does feel like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. That, that doll ran through some stuff. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I just think it was an iconic movie. It's spoken to feminist theory, and it didn't just, um, you know, speak on feminist themes for you know, diversity's sake, or, you know, just for that diversity open. It was created for women, by women, to talk about issues that women face in today's world and how we can hopefully move on from that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the patriarchy hurts both men and women, and that's how it is. Unfortunately, men refuse to... You know, accept that because, you know, the benefits certainly outweigh the consequences. But, um, yeah, so I think it's a definitely a movie that anybody should see. And not children, though, because I don't think children would understand the deeper themes and they would go into it with a more, you know, it's going to be about Bobby and glitter and pink, you know, those kind of expectations. But I think that anybody can benefit from watching the movie. And, yeah, it's. It's a great
0: movie, ten out of ten. Yeah, once again. absolutely. And um, I appreciate that the movie was able to put forth a message of pro woman without being anti male. Take notes, directors of Charlie's Angels. Anyway, that's that's all I got to say by on way, that. By the
1: way, I just want to say something. <laughs> that most of the anti men post-feminist you know, literature, depictions in cinema were created by men because that's how they view the feminist movement and feminists in general as an opposition to men and I'm not saying that of course there are women out there with extreme views um, you know, and some very abusive and hurtful opinions of men, but um, you know On the whole, I think the feminist movement has really, you know, tried to be inclusive. I mean, it's not just about women and, you know, fighting for our rights, but for equality for all. And this movie really encompassed that message.
2: Talking candy tragedy. Can't believe that I almost thought that we were meant to be. Can't believe that I almost thought you cared about me. I'm so glad that I woke up. I'm I'm so glad that I woke up. I don't really care about your stupid candy kingdom. I should say you're kind of a dictator in a way you're to blame you're a constant source of misery and pain what a shame that you're so stuck up i know you won't change out of frame no i don't believe you cared about me cause you left me drowning i'm so glad that i woke up so glad that I woke up I don't really care about your stupid candy kingdom I don't really care about your stupid candy kingdom You think that you're so clever Why are you scared of looking so dumb? I don't really think you fit to rule your candy kingdom We were getting closer You should know that I am so done I don't really care about you No, I don't really care about I don't really care about you You You're self-obsessed and all the rest And I'm so over it